Rockstar Energy Punch, bringing a bold and unapologetic flavor packed with energy through a blend of B vitamins, guarana extract, and 240 milligrams of caffeine to fuel what's next. Rockstar Energy Drink. And welcome to Across the County. I'm Noah. Thanks for joining me. Well, it is always a pleasure. I know we just had him on, but I got to catch up because I don't get to talk to this guy as much as I would like anymore, even being the producer of the Pro-America Report, which he's so fabulously hosts Monday through Friday on The Answer, San Diego. Ed Martin, also president of the Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Ed, how you doing, bud? I'm doing great, Noah. You know, I, I'm watching the baseball. It's the middle of the baseball season. I love that. I was actually in St. Louis and got to see the Cardinals play and Wainwright play. Now, Yachty was on the uh, DL and then uh, and Pujols didn't play that night. But still, it's the summer. There's baseball. Uh, you know, that's a, all the other crazy things. We'll talk about some, I suppose, that but in, the, in that, baseball is right there, solid plugging along. And the Cardinals look uh, good, not great. Good, not great. Well, let's start with baseball. Since you brought it up, we'll get to the crazy here in just a bit. But the cards yeah. are teetering on first place. So you must be enjoying somewhat the 2022 baseball season. And the one thing I'm really wishing is that I could go to the All-Star Game, Ed, which is actually being yeah. held at Dodger Stadium this year. But, you know, tickets are like a million dollars. Yeah, no, you know, it's a fun year. The Cardinals uh, last like five to ten years. We never seem to dominate, but we always compete. So you watch this team, and, and we've got all these young guys. We've got guys like Nolan Gorman, and we've got uh, uh, Dylan Carlson. He's been around a couple of years. He's playing better. And, and we cycle through some guys. Um, uh, Bader went on the uh, IL, you know. So, But it's it's fun. Yeah, it's, and it's really fun to see Pujols back in the St. Louis. Uh, I'm so glad you guys got him back. Yeah, it's been a blast. And he's coaching uh, this Yepes kid who's a young 23-year-old slugger, and they, they pal around. And the, the one that's kind of feel I'm feeling a little off is Yachty. Yachty was supposed to, uh, you know, this is his last year. He's, his knee is really bad. I heard from somebody when I was in St. Louis, he may actually only be back for, you know, a handful of games even because his wow. knee is really torn up. So, anyway, but it's good. It's all good. And the team looks good, as you say. I mean, why, I don't know if this guy for Braves are, I mean, the Brewers are pretty stacked, but uh, but it's a fun to watch, and the team is competing, which is really good. Well, that's good to hear. I mean, I'm not putting my uh, my money where my mouth is on the Dodgers this year. I don't think they're making the playoffs, but every time I see Kenley Jensen come up against them when the Braves versus the Dodgers, I have to kind of pull from a man Kenley because he's one of my favorite pitchers, relievers, closers of all time, and he's doing well. Yeah, he's a good player. He is a good, good player. I agree with you. Well, let's get to the crazy, Ed, because there's a lot out there. And the general topic that you talk about briefly on your show, I hear it out there in the media, and I want to get into it kind of deep here, is the topic of democracy versus a republic of states. You hear nations around the globe, Democrats a lot, even certain Republicans talk about saving democracy here in the U.S. But the U.S., Ed, is not a traditional democracy. And since you are such a master of the Constitution— I know nobody better that could explain the difference between what we truly are, a republic of states, and a traditional democracy. Yeah, and there's a lot of ways to answer that, uh, Noah, I mean, or to talk about it. One way is to talk about where our power comes from. You know, our power in this country uh, comes from our own sovereignty, you and me. We each have sovereignty. Think of it as like a, a pile of our power for all those kids out there that are doing the video games. You know, it's like PowerPoints or whatever. And, and we get that together through our states. So you, there's no direct 
sort of national government, all the power, sovereignty comes not from the king, not from owning property, not from hereditary, but from each of us as citizens. We lump together from Missouri, where I'm from, and you give it to the federal government. So there's always supposed to be between the federal power and we the people, this, this buffer. And, you know, for example, on Roe v. Wade, uh, the reversal of Roe v. Wade, the Dobbs decision, what you, did, what you had there was the court saying, hey, somebody made up a right, and the right was made up. It's not in the Constitution. We're removing that. It was wrong. And when they removed it, nothing actually changed in the sense that each state has the right to regulate abortion. So in California, when the Dobbs decision came down, nothing changed. In fact, most of the leadership in California said, let's make abortion easier to get. In Missouri, which is more pro-life, it's, it is pro-life, the law immediately kicked in and said abortion's banned. So the first part of our republic is this diffusion of power, which is called federalism. It's the notion of, of having this diffuse power. But the second uh, aspect of this, as you point out, is pure democracy is mob rule. By definition, it's get all the votes. If you have 50% plus one, you win. And the founders were very clear. They were worried about that. They didn't want the majority to stomp on the minority rights. And so there's checks and balances in our system. And one of them, for example, which every now and then you'll hear uh, the left getting antsy about is the Electoral College, where if you're Montana, you have, you know, two senators and a congressman. So maybe Montana has two congressmen now. So you have four Electoral College votes. Well, in California, you have, I don't know what, 50 or 52 or something. So, and, and the weight, it is weighted, but you still have a system that kind of stops the, uh, the, the one place, one population from dominating. If we went by a popular vote, you realize popular vote, mob rule, would be no one would ever campaign anywhere except L.A., New York, Miami, Dallas, where the population is. So you have this. Oh, in California alone, I mean, the election would be over. Exactly right. So, so it's um, it's a that that's another way that we have this this republic, this knitting together of states where the power comes from we the people, as opposed to raw uh, democracy, which is effectively or at the size we're at. I think most people would think it'd be like a mob rule, and that's why I think it works so well, and why we're so careful to preserve it. It works beautifully. I mean, this is one of the reasons why, you know, and I wish people would just call it what it is, a republic of states. It is a kind of democracy, yes, but we broke away from a monarch, from a pure type of democracy over in England. And, I mean, look how they do things over there. It's not the same. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and our, you know, again, our experiment is so unique in those sort of checks and balances, the way certain things, you know, there are certain rights that Trump other that Trump any state. So for example, when the Supreme court said, yeah, look, as to the second amendment, the right to keep and bear arms means what it says. And that at the founders at the beginning did that because they were trying to stabilize things, not about hunting. It's about stabilizing the government against them. You know, around the world, if you're in another nation where they don't allow you to have guns, the, the government is in charge. The, the, in fact, not the government, the army's in charge, the military. In America, there's nobody that thinks. If there was ever, a, if the government ever tried to take over, there's an army of, of Americans that are armed because of the Second Amendment. So my point is that there are moments, and there's our Constitution, the framework, that say, hey, this thing sticks with us no matter what you're But in general, there's a lot of room for the laboratory of democracy or the laboratory of America 
to work. You can have crazy rules for the uh, for the environment in California and less uh, strict just next door in Nevada. And that will, you know, cause people to make a choice. Well, and that's the beautiful thing about America, too. And if, like, for instance, you know, I live in the crazy land of California. If I really don't like it that much, Ed, I have the opportunity to move to 49 other states where things might be different. Well, exactly. And, and again, the, the idea in my estimation is, which, which was so brilliant, the one idea, one way to describe the idea is each state becomes a laboratory. And, you know, for example, on, on COVID, you know, you, you saw that starkly, how DeSantis handled it versus Newsom, right? And you're seeing it now uh, in school board races where, you know, in certain states, they are rolling out the school boards. In fact, even certain cities, sometimes they're, you know, San Francisco did it. But you're starting, you're going to see the results, right? Uh, Arizona just passed a law. It's the, it's the cleanest, simplest version of school choice where it, tax dollars can go to the student to go where he or she's parents wants, right? So now we're going to see how that works. That laboratory effect that um, let's see if it works in uh, in Big Sky and what they think in Manhattan. Right. I mean, how and and you'll balance that out over time. And that's, again, the power of our system. We're also blessed with such, you know, um, geographic and ethnic and everything else diversity. So you see how these things sort of compete with each other and how they turn out well or they turn out sort of stalled. Yeah, exactly. Well, we definitely live in the greatest nation on God's green earth, and I think a lot of times we take for granted the special type of democracy that we have. If you want to hear more about these just traditional American values, that's what Ed's program is all about, the Pro-America Report. Check it out. It's Monday through Friday. Again, ProAmericaReport.com. Ed, let's move on. Are people done with the lies happening in America? Because there's a lot of people on both sides that I talk to, on the Democrat side, the Republican side, and they're sick of the government telling them what to look for and what to do, and they're not being honest about it at the same time. And the more people I talk to, I believe America is waking up. A lot of people are seeing what's going on, and they're not okay with the status quo. And... That's going to have a big effect, I think, when we take into the 2022 elections and even beyond that in 2024. Well, I hope so, Noah. But, you know, when you and I talk off the air and, you know, your, your experience is uh, in years as well as the intensity is, is bigger than mine in terms of communications, um, I, I marvel at how uh, blatant and how, um, you know, obvious the fake news is, you know, um, when you watch the, the coverage of the January 6th select committee, I mean, it, it really is a banana Republic kind of move. I mean, to have a, a, a such an obvious show trial, but it covered with such seriousness by the media. That's how they're covering it. And, and, I, and here's the thing. Some percentage of the Americans are going to be persuaded by such effective propaganda. You know, it, you can say what you want about any era's propaganda. You can go back and look at what, uh, what um, uh, Hitler was doing. You can go back and look at the Soviets. You can go back and look at Voice of America. Oh, we Biden's even gaslighting right now. His administration says the economy is great. I, uh, I, I worry about what, what, um, what, uh, what the, how much we can catch on when we're so lied to so frequently. And I, I will say this, when I watch uh, how the ongoing effort ha- has proceeded to make it so toxic, to say you doubt the 2020 election, I mean, if you say publicly on our show or somewhere, absolutely positively the election was a fraud, I don't know that, you don't know that, but that's, we don't know because nobody really checked, we, we couldn't audit it, but they made it so that if you say that, 
you're considered not just outside of the mainstream, you're considered an insurrectionist. And here's the trick. If in 2022, we see wholesale problems or what, what we expect to happen, Republicans winning, it turns out not to happen. And then we say, no, oh, it's the one along. They say, ah, insurrectionist. I mean, you're kind of put in a box where they're, they're trying to, you know, uh, pit Americans against each other. It's very disturbing. It's really a, a, a it's, it's worse than I ever expected. And I worry a lot about it. Um, you know, I hope we push through it. I, I trust the common sense of the American people a lot and the strength of our system. But it's, um, it, it's not under assault from a guy with bear spray on January 6th. It's under assault from Liz Cheney and professional propagandists. They've got an ABC News producer producing the videos that they're showing on TV and they're lying about. You know, the, the, the one best example, does anybody really think, if, if you're a serious human being and I say out loud, hey, God, President Trump on January 6th tried to grab the steering wheel of the Secret Service limo and, and push the Secret Service agent. It's the most absurd thing I've ever heard. Right, and, and people are still... The press is still covering it like that's a ground. And here's how it went. The woman said, here's what I heard he did. I heard he went out. By the way, no, I've, I, I, no, I, no, I've heard no one say what I'm about to say. This is a very young, very attractive woman, 23 or four years old, working in the White House. This supposedly a Secret Service agent told her. Now, I don't know if you know many Secret Service agents, but like, like they, the FBI and others, they're usually pretty hotshot guys, right, and gals. They're, they're, they're highly trained, sure they're they often, exper- often experienced in other places. Now, I'm just telling you, there's a pretty good chance that a young Secret Service agent, because they don't let the old, uh, old farts uh, guard the president. So this young agent is going, hey, hey, sweetie, let me tell you a story. How about this one? <laughs> you know, and so he tells the story. She sits there with a straight face and says on national TV, you know, Donald Trump tried to grab the steering wheel. And then forget how stupid that is. Just that it's covered. The L.A. Times is covering it. Today, they're writing a headline that this happened. And you're like, how can they be lying like this when immediately after the Secret Service said it never happened? Yeah, and, there, and, and, and there's no analysis of it, Ed. There's, there's no, like, models showing what the vehicle actually looks like and how, if the president's actually in the back seat, how completely impossible this scenario has become. Exactly, exactly. So... My, that's my worry. You know, you, you say, what can be crazy? Right now, I just worry that we're, we're living in a time where the and, and again, there's always liars. There's always media liars. I'm talking about the power of their, uh, of their delivery system. The delivery system that allows ridiculous lying includes big tech and big media, and it's powerful. It's, it's, a, it's a blowtorch, and it's uh, the best brainwashing we've ever seen ever. It is. It really is. And that's why, especially if you're really attuned to what's going on, talk to your family, talk to your friends. I know you say, especially around the dinner table, don't talk politics. I think now is the perfect time, Ed, to talk politics, because the more people you can make aware of what's going on, the better chance we're going to have at keeping this nation together. Yeah, I mean, I think that's right. And I think, um, uh, you know, I, I had on the program last week uh, this woman, Naomi Wolf, who's a, you know, a total left-wing feminist. And um, she basically said the, the left is crazy. She said they're crazy. They went too far on abortion. They got what they deserved. She said the, the COVID stuff is crazy. She's a liberal. I mean, she's a, she's a liberal on every issue under the sun, but she's saying government's out of control and the media's out of control and big tech's out of control. And one of her pieces of advice was get everything you can in your life to be controlled and influenced 
and, uh, and, and, and close to you, uh, uh, controlled and influenced by yourself and your neighbors and close to you. In other words, you can't trust these far off things. I think one of the parts to your point is we're only going to come out of this with a sort of different approach than we may realize. And that is almost biblical in the sense that you're going to have to shake off your sandals and go see your neighbor or your father or your sister or your brother. It's like hand to hand, touch to touch, because you can't do it on media. You can't do it on big tech. They will shut you down. It's almost like the gospel of America. You have to share what it is that's actually happening in this country, just like you would share your faith as a Christian to let people know what's really going on. Noah here and across the county, wrapping up a tremendous interview with one of my favorite people and friends, Ed Martin, host of the Pro-America Report. Go to ProAmericaReport.com. Now, Ed, we have to finish the show. I have to bring it up because Top Gun Maverick has passed the billion-dollar mark worldwide it's still making so much money at the box office. It just hit domestically here in the United States, the number 14th slot of all time. It made $30 billion last weekend. People are seeing it multiple times, like myself. Last night, as we record this, I saw it with my two sons in motion capture D-box seats. So you're kind of feeling like you're moving with the planes. For the sixth time, it was absolutely incredible. Give me your thoughts. I know you haven't seen the movie on why you think it has been so successful. And I'll tell you after that why I love this movie so much. Just what have you heard and what do you think it's getting in the the big push? Well, I I, I do plan to see it this weekend upcoming uh, um, over the holiday weekend. So uh, I will report back better. But but I I have had this conversation with lots of listeners. I think you've told me a number of times that they keep all the woke stuff out of it. So you just don't have to deal with that. But that, that's even different. I'm not even saying a woke stuff. It's good to have woke stuff. I mean, it's good to not have woke stuff. I actually think the reason this is part of the reason it's so successful is people do want to believe in the American nation. They do want to believe in the kind of rah, rah stuff that you see. I, my daughter saw it and she said, yeah, it's a great beach scene. I guess it's all the guys running around playing volleyball or whatever, you know? And I was like, uh, Kelly McGill had some great scenes in the, in the last movie, but you know, everybody's where they are. But, but I think people just want to celebrate. You talk about independence day and, and talk about holidays that are, you know, impactful. I think people just want to believe in their gut. They do believe it, but my goodness, you're, it's beaten out of you. And here's another one. You want this may be more controversial than that. I think they want to see, Good guys, white guys, black guys, in between guys, 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 doing well, do being being tough Americans, and just celebrating that, and not having to feel bad about it, and not having to you know wring your hands about it, and and not even having to say you know because it's probably true the CIA probably infiltrated the whole Top Gun school and they're tracking everybody's uh, on, on, uh, smartphones you know they probably are but don't think about that just think about how. Uh, you know, a good America can be at its very best. Yeah, yeah, that you hit the nail right on the head because not only is there zero seconds of woke in this film, it is one of the most patriotic films, Ed, I have seen in quite some time. There is so much, and in a good way, masculinity, as you pointed out in this film, you're spot on even though you haven't seen it. Every character in this just shows they're a proud American no matter where they come from. They're a proud American. They're here to get the job done and band together as a team by the end of the movie. You walk out, I felt a sense of hope for this nation because if there's a lot of people, and there are by the numbers that we're reporting here on the show, and I have been for the last couple of weeks, 
People want to see movies like this. People want to see pro-American movies that really speak to what this nation is all about. And at the end of the day, that's what matters. Yeah, I think so. And I think so. And I think the, the, only, the only question is, could we see some sort of revival of things that are more overtly patriotic and then have people you know, feel good about them and, uh, and, you know, and kind of be more energized? Right now, you sort of almost feel uh, embarrassed to be too patriotic and you kind of go, oh, I don't want to get the hassle. Uh, but I, it's exciting. I think that's great. And I think, um, you know, look, it also underscores like certain things that people bad mouth or mock uh, Tom Cruise. Guy's clearly a, a monstrously talented guy in terms of understanding where the, the viewing public is and how to reach them. I mean, it's really impressive. You know, real quickly, Ed, and you're right, and he gets a lot of flack for his religious beliefs and other things. He has always been, in my mind, just one of the most top-notch actors out there. And I've gone back after watching Top Gun Maverick, not just watching the original again, but watching his other bodies of work that I've seen numerous times. There's a lot of movies that he does that are very patriotic, that are very pro-America. I think this guy's proud to to work in this country, regardless of what you think about him, and to show what it means to truly be an American. I agree. I mean, I agree. I think that's right. And I think, again, uh, the proof is in the, the success of what he's doing and how he's doing it. And I think, uh, I mean, we go all day about this. I mean, you, you watch a movie like, uh, like Rain Man. Uh, that movie is extraordinarily uh, important for how kind people can be to each other with major problems in their lives. That's right? one of my favorites. You know, in, in, one of, in a world where Instagram makes our, our young women think that everyone else is more perfect than they are, in a world where Facebook uh, you know, gives people a sense that my history, my story is not very good or exciting, all that stuff is fake, right? All that stuff is broken. And, and so when you have guys like, uh, or movies like Rain Man, I mean, I, I can't say it enough. I mean, it's a movie that's still talking, it's about, it's about disability. It's about treating people well. It's about joy. It's about humanity. I mean, it's extraordinary. So, uh, you know, again, that's the, um, that's the, uh, by the way, a sleeper movie on that front. I encourage people to watch. If you haven't seen it, I know you, you have, but on Golden Pond, on Golden Pond with Catherine Hepburn in one of her final roles and uh, Henry Ford, uh, his own daughter, Jane Fonda, who, of course, people don't like, but she's very good in this movie. And Dabney Coleman. Uh, played oh, I love Dabney Coleman. It's a wonderful movie about uh, the endpoints of life and all. It's just great. It's very uplifting. And again, it's all... A movie, I don't know if you've seen it. It was kind of a sleeper uh, film, and it was a Tom Cruise film. I mean, it was a big action movie, but I don't think it got the notoriety it deserved. Very patriotic as well. Lots of good messages in there. Uh, go see Jack Reacher, which is based off of a book. It's a great film. I agree with that. I've seen that. It's, it is a great film. You're right. It's another good one. Yep. yep. So, Lots yeah, there, you know, so. if you're, you know, headed out for the 4th of July holiday and you want to go catch a good movie that you think is good for the entire family. And I have to say, this is one of those films that I think most family members could see. And, you know, you just come out and you feel good about it. You feel good that you spent time together. I did with my sons and both of them individually and then together last night. And it just makes you feel good at the end of the day that there's hope for this country, Ed. And so I really believe that we're going to see more of these movies in the future. I I hope so. I hope so. I think when they, you know, I hate to say it, but when something makes so much money, it will help influence, uh, you know, others to take the kind of the direct directionally the same kind of uh, risk. It's a, you know, it's a little bit like when you remember when Lee Greenwood first had his uh, 
proud to be an American song. And you said, oh, man, it's kind of cheesy. It's kind of chintzy. It's kind of whatever. It was such a success. You say, you know, whether it was Toby Keith, Keith afterwards or others or imitators that said, let me sing a, a red, white, and blue song. That could be that could be good for business as well as good for the country. So, you know, I think as long as people are, I hope people in the holidays that we're having, I love the summer holidays. Uh, and I think, too, are, Fourth are of July is my favorite. Yeah, and spending time celebrating uh, America uh, through all these um, great American uh, kind of not so much traditions, but great American uh, successes. Well, and to show you the, the success of this movie, Ed, and, I, and you know me, I'm a huge film aficionado, and I take film very seriously. It's a passion of mine. And for the longest time, The Empire Strikes Back, the Star Wars movie, was my favorite movie of all time. Top Gun Maverick just dethroned it. It has become uh, wow. just such, in my mind, in certain ways, just an American masterpiece. And so it's my new favorite movie. No, that's impressive. I mean, that's a, you've had, you've had some, you had some, you had some movies under your belt. So that's, uh, that's saying something. We'll see. That's pretty cool. Well, Ed, it's always a pleasure to have you on across the county and people can catch you on your own program, the pro America report, which is heard Monday through Friday on the answer San Diego. And they can go to proamericareport.com and get all your prior segments there and see all your, what you need to knows and what the program is all about. Boy, always a pleasure to be with you, Noah. Thank you. Take care, Ed. Noah here and across the county, and there's more coming up. Stay tuned. Is your check engine light on? Let our professional parts people scan and diagnose the problem for free. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.